You're listening to Sarah Hagen backstage with interviews and insights from years inside the music industry. Join Sarah as she talks with masters of their crafts, finding out what makes them tick both inside and outside of the music business. This week, Sarah talks with Brooks Wackerman. Welcome to Sarah Hagen Backstage. My guest today, Brooks Wackerman, is an incredibly diverse drummer, switching genres to play in bands such as Suicidal Tendencies, Bad Religion, Tenacious D, and Avenged Sevenfold, among others. He is also a guitar player, he owns his own apparel company, and he is a comedic actor. We will talk about all of these things and more, so come along with me as I catch up with my dear friend, Brooks Wackerman. Brooks Wackerman, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Um, pleasure, pleasure is all mine. Well, thank you. Thanks for giving us some time today. So appreciate it. And um, it looks like you're in your home and you have some really cool guitars behind you. I do. I thought this would be apropos for a drum conversation to have <laughs> a wall of guitars behind me. It's uh, perfect. Yeah. I mean, I, I could, you know, film this in my garage that's covered in drums, but you know, when, when I have this display, it's, it's, it's hard to beat. So. I love it. Well, we're going to talk about guitars too. So it's all, it's all good. It's all good. But crossover. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's music. We'll talk about music in general. Um, but how are you doing? How are you? Well, it's great to see your face. Um, yes. It's great to see your face. Too. This is how people see each other nowadays, right? I know. I know. My uh, wife was just telling me, um, who's a fitness instructor, she just started uh, teaching at her studio again today, and she forgot how much she misses people until she started teaching. And you know, to be actually interactive, and you know, without the mask, and you know, of course, around vaccinated people. But um, yeah. it's just su such a trip to actually have some sense of normalcy in life these days. So it's, it's a nice, it's a nice change. I agree. I, for this past weekend, for the first time, I spent time around people and actually in public and, you know, the yeah. mask mandate has been lifted, of course. So, you know, just looking around and seeing people with their full faces and being able to see them smile and, you know, interact with humans again. It's it's um it's almost like um we've been conditioned to be alone for so long or to be right. like sequestered away that you kind of come out into public and I feel like we're all coming out of hibernation and being like, oh humans exist, you know. I know. It's like we're bears now just right. re-entering life. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's it is nice though. I I agree with your wife. It, it's really nice just to be around people again and like have Absolutely. those conversations in person. But yeah, yeah. Well, um, again, thanks for having me, and uh, I love that you're doing this. And I need to catch up on all these great interviews that you're doing with all my favorite drummers. Um, I know Thank you. Talking about Ronnie Venucci, and you said you had Matt Cameron on, so. Um, yeah, I'll be tuning into those tonight. Oh, thank you so much for watching. That's awesome. And yeah, I, I, you know, the, you and Ronnie are, you're, you just go together for me. Like I, you know, you guys, you're friends, you have the same birth date. I remember. Yeah. 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 And yeah. you just, you know, you're so, you have so much of a similar sense of humor. <laughs> and so I just remember hearing that you guys met and became fast friends and had the same birth date. And I was like, of course they do. That's just perfect. Yeah. It was, I, I remember going out to dinner with him uh, in Vegas when I was in bad religion. And um, he admitted that he looked up, my uh, Wikipedia page. <laughs> and, uh, the first thing it said was Brooks Wackman born February 15th. And he just closed the computer down because he was freaked out um, just based on that. Uh, so yeah, I, I had never hung out with anyone that um, shared the same birthday as me. So it was, uh, you know, it, you know, he's, he's kind of, my doppelganger as far as like, you know, our interests goes. And if I ever had a twin brother, I feel like he's, he's the dude. You it's know? amazing. 
He's the dude that gets me. Yeah. Yeah, there isn't that isn't that strange too. I, I actually have a friend who has the same birthday as me as well. Her name's Susan. And we met, we started a job on the same day. And we're filling out our paperwork. And she saw, yeah. she looked, looked over and she said, Wait, February 27th, that's my birthday. Mm -hmm. And it's the weirdest thing. And we became immediate friends. And she lives, you know, across the country in San Francisco. And but we're, you know, we still are our friends, keep up with each other and all of that. And it's it is, there's something special about meeting someone who has the same birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as Ronnie puts it, it's the power of the 15. Every time uh, because our birthday is February 15th. So mm -hmm. I always get a text that says to us, the power of the 15. So you know, I love it. That's our title. Okay. <laughs> um, so, so tell us how the past year has been for you, you know, through quarantine and all of that. Um, you know, obviously all of our lives have changed quite a bit in the past yeah. year. But how have you been? You know, considering how topsy turvy life has gone, it's, um, it's been very up and down, you know, it's, uh, there's a lot of pros, but obviously a lot of cons. I think the cons are obvious with tours being canceled. And, um, but, you know, it, it also was a test on how, you know, things are never promised. You know, you say tomorrow is never promised or mm -hmm. ocean, um, when we're so used to having, you know, go in, record a record, and then that's followed up by two years of touring. And then you just, I've been cycling that ever since I was 12 years old. Yes. So um, to have that taken away was a real wake up call. Like, oh, wow, this can actually go away if the pandemic um, lasted longer than expected. Um, so I, I think just how precious, you know, uh, life can be and how if you ever took, you know, your your creativity or art or, or being in a band for granted, I certainly hope the last year and a half has been enough to contemplate how, you know, special it is and how uh, advantageous it is that we're in this position of being creative artists and we're able to create with other people. Um, so, yeah, with all that being said, uh, it's been mostly a productive year. So I finished my record with Avenged uh, a year ago at Henson in Los Angeles, Henson Studios. Um, so we're practically done with our record and um, our singer just has to track his vocals. And then once that's completed, we'll start touring again. Um, and I also did a master class. So I bought a couple GoPro cameras mm -hmm. up in my studio here um, at my house. And I put together three hours worth of educational material for um, drummers or musicians that are interested in, uh, in learning about what I do and exercises that I still practice and song breakdowns. Um, so just to give a shameless plug, that's um, on my website, 1234clothing.com. If anyone is interested. Um, so that was, yeah, that was, that was a definitely um, uh, interest, interesting experience in the sense that I've never really done too many clinics. So it was, it, it was a good way to push myself um, to explain what it is that I do and how I practice. Uh, so yeah, it was, it wasn't fun most of the time because I would look at the dailies at the end of the day, not to sound like a pompous asshole, but um, I would look at the dailies and just go, I, why am I saying, um, why am I saying, um, <laughs> so, and I still say, um, so many times um, as I just ended that sentence with them. Um, so you, you, you're really under the microscope as to, you know, uh, what to improve on. And it, it was definitely a great learning experience, but I was happy that I did it. 
and from the feedback that I've gotten from drummers, they they seem to be into it. So it was the first time mm -hmm. on like this. Um, and then beyond that, I've been um, just writing a lot. I, you know, as you can tell, I play guitar. So I've been writing songs, a lot of groove oriented uh, songs that I've been posting on my YouTube clip uh, page. So yeah, I mean, there's, you know, with music, you know, if you're open-minded enough, you know, there's just so much to learn out there. So um, between all these amazing drummers that come out daily on YouTube, I'm constantly either practicing recording or uh, chasing my kids around the house. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, and you mentioned it. I mean, I think it's amazing that you you have time and you decided to do some new things and we'll link um, to the masterclass to your website as well, because I Thank did you. see clips of that. It's so good. Yeah. So ev absolutely. Everyone should check, check that out. Um, but you yeah. mentioned, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just saying I, how I have a newfound respect for clinicians. Mm -hmm. You know, I was raised going to clinics and my dad's a music educator has been for like 60 years. So I mean, to actually, be in the hot seat, you know, I just have such a deeper appreciation for guys like Steve Smith and Nate Smith and any drummers that have the last name Smith. I have uh, <laughs> nothing but respect for. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, but, re but like going back to what you, a couple things that you just said, one that you have been touring and in this routine cycle for, mm -hmm years since you were 12 years old and the other that your dad is an educator your dad chuck yes. is an educator um for 60 years and i just want to talk about you know you starting out so young growing up in a musical family your two brothers mm -hmm. are also drummers and i always just imagine the three of you um playing drums and you know i know growing up in a household with one drummer how noisy that can be so <laughs> can imagine I can right. imagine the three of you and just you know what was that like to grow up um I know we've talked about it before but I would love if you sh would share some of that it wasn't as cacophonous as one would think primarily <laughs> because I'm the baby of um of the family so there's I have three brothers John uh, Bob and Chad and there's quite an age gap between myself and John, who's closest in age. There's like 13 years difference. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I grew up with him, but then he moved out when I was like 13 or 14. So really I was, um, you know, I, I was in a household with one other brother because Chad and Bob um, were already moved out, married, mm -hmm. touring. Um, and then John started, uh, pursuing the same path. So essentially I was in a way, an only child, only musician in my household. Um, and I had the garage to myself that my parents kindly uh, soundproofed because we had these um, very, very uh, uh, religious neighbors that moved in and they, I think they thought I was playing the devil's music. <laughs> so, <laughs> They called the cops um, oh, no. and the police came to my porch and uh, actually threatened to confiscate the drum set. And legally <laughs> they can't do that. We looked into it, but they they, they, they said they were gonna confiscate my Slingerland drum set. And they're fucking nuts in Seal Beach, California. Um, so my parents said, this is, this is uh, ludicrous. So we're going to soundproof the garage. You can practice anytime you want. And that's why I'm forever indebted to my parents because they uh, set up my laboratory that I um, practiced in the majority of my life until I got my own stu studio. So, um, yeah, so it, it was, uh, so growing up, in a musician's family was very, you know, it, it's all I knew. It's like, you know, mm -hmm. I, going over to other people's homes, I thought it was weird that they didn't have a drum set. 
because we always had a drum set like in the living room or the garage. <laughs> my dad would always drive me to shows, drive me to rehearsals. Um, my dad drove me to my bad religion rehearsal or, or um, not only rehearsals, but my audition because I didn't drive until I was 25. So, um, and we live in Long Beach and LA is like an hour, sometimes two hours with traffic. Mm-hmm. So they, they put a lot of, you know, clicks on the old odometer. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, you know, they were just so supportive and, um, we used to go to Disneyland and see Buddy Rich play there, Louis Belson. Um, and, and then my brothers started playing with Zappa. So they would take me to Zappa rehearsals and, um, his concerts. So there were, there was just a lot of different musical phases that I was exposed to that luckily I gravitated towards. Um, That's fantastic. I, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking about, I'm just thinking about the police coming to your house and threatening to confiscate your drums. And I, I feel like there's a, there's a skit <laughs> in there. There's something, you know, it's just, that's just, um, it's just too funny, but I'm so yeah. glad that you had yeah. incredibly supportive parents. And I remember, you know, your, your parents coming to Nam every year. And it was one of the highlights for me because I love, you know, I loved your mom and, and I love mm-hmm. your dad and they would just come by and the sweetest human beings in the world. And I understood like, where you and your brothers came from because you've always been so incredibly sweet and it was just so refreshing, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I hope I'm, um, bestowing the same, you know, morals and, 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 uh, politeness to my kids because Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, my parents were, um, and my my dad is still alive. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, he, uh, he's still the sweetest guy that, I, I know and um, non-judgmental and even though we we you know he's a jazzer at heart but he mm-hmm. loves watching his sons perform so whether I'm playing metal with or playing comedy rock with Tenacious D or you know fusion like he just loves coming to the shows and um, being exposed to different styles of music and mm-hmm. what he did with me you know mm-hmm. uh, you know, he, we would go to uh, Cat- Catalina's in Hollywood, and he was the first guy to, to take me to my Tony Williams concert, Elvin Jones, um, Dennis Chambers, and he just loved going. He loved seeing this drummers that have mastered their genre or their eclectic styles. So, you know, I... I understood the importance of of being open to a lot of different styles and genres growing up because of because of my family. That's amazing. And yeah. and it shows in the the bands that you've played with and that you play with now. Um, you know, when I first met you, you were playing with Bad Religion. I think that yeah. was the first show that I saw you play. Um, maybe maybe on a warp tour even. Did you guys play? We did about 27 warp tours. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was it feels like forever ago. I actually have a picture of the two of us and I saw good. it recently. It like popped up, you know, popped up in my memories and I was like, oh my goodness, we look like babies, you know, or yeah. <laughs> like Because we were. We were babies. Yeah. 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 Babies on warp tour. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so bad religion and then the next time i think you came through boston you were playing with tenacious d um which was such a great show and um i remember the funniest story when i i was at a i want to say like maybe roger waters the wall show at fenway park i feel like that's what show it was we went to that show we went to the show you guys were in town tenacious d yeah was in town like a day early. You guys came to the show and I met you like in the catering area. We caught up a little bit and then we walked through. You have to kind of like walk through Fenway Park to get to where the dressing rooms are and everything. And you guys were going to go say hi 
to the band and we were walking through with, you know, with you all. And this, this guy yelled to his friend, Hey, that's Jack Black over there. And his friend said, that's not Jack Black. That guy looks nothing like Jack Black. <laughs> I was just like, what in the world? You yeah. know, like it has to, he has to be one of the most recognizable people. So that was just, I remember yeah. that, you know. Well, as, that's the first for someone to, to actually challenge whether that's <laughs> Jack or not, because right. usually it ends or usually there's a period after that's Jack Black, period. Yes. Because that's yeah. not a question. There's no other human that looks like Jack. Um, yeah, I, I talk I talk about this ad nauseum with people uh, where there's certain ce celebrities that can run incognito and get away with it. Yeah. But, but with Jack, he has such a singular look. And I mean, he was Nacho Libre, you know? So right. he's built like, you know, a Mexican wrestler. Yes. Um, <laughs> And I remember being in Adelaide, Australia, and we were we were uh, using the crosswalk, and he had a fisherman fit, fit, a fisherman's hat on <laughs> and um, glasses. And I don't know if he was trying to be incognito that day or what, but as soon as we got into the crosswalk, people were like, "Nacho, Nacho." <laughs> <laughs> so it's yeah, so he, good. he's the most recognizable. Yes, I, I think there are even like videos of um, of um, Comic Con, like where he's in he's in costume and people still recognize him, and you know, yeah, yeah. so funny. That yeah. was just it's just one of those moments that I think of now and again, and it just cracks me up. Like that's not that guy looks nothing like Jack Black, and I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> that was that was uh, that was one of the that was probably the best show I've ever been to. Roger Waters, The Wall. It was amazing, wasn't it? Yeah. The other band that puts on, um, just as far as production and the musicianship, um, uh, is Muse. Like mm. I love watching Muse live. I love, I'm, I'm a huge Muse fan. Um, I'd say my two favorite acts are Muse and Roger Waters because they just, I don't know. They, yeah, the stage show, right, stage is just show, like, so nice, so fantastic. There's bands of that magnitude that, you know, they'll play, but, you know, it's just, there's something about being in Fenway and having that production. It's almost, it's cinematic, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. so, um, yeah, I would say Tool is another band like that for cool. me. Where the yeah. live show is just so yeah. visually uh you know, fantastic. Um, yeah. It's like watching a movie with live um, players on the stage. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, when I heard that you were in Avenged Sevenfold, I think you called me um, and told me, and I, I was just simple. like, oh, yes, you did. You called, you called for symbols. That's exactly right. But I was just like, what is going on? You know, I, and it was so amazing. Like it made so much sense and it was such a departure from like the way that I yeah. thought of, um, you're playing, but like I said, it made so much sense. Like yeah. it, and you just fit into that band so well. It's oh, so thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I mean, speaking of the warp tour, um, and by the way, I, first called you to let you know about the exciting news. Then I said, yes, yes. due to me now being a metal drummer, I do have to expand my arsenal of cymbals. You did, yes. That Just, was exactly the conversation. Um, yeah, my my friend Joe Escalante, who plays bass in the Vandals, uh, turned me on to Avenged on a warp tour that I was on with Bad Religion. So, mm -hmm. um, that's where I first discovered Avenged and they were the only band on the, the Warped Tour that was playing like eight minute songs on stuff. <laughs> yeah. On the Warped Tour, you're only allowed 30 minutes. So they had like two songs that they were playing because they're like, they were literally epic songs in the most literal sense. <laughs> um, so after seeing them, I, I, I'm like, oh, these guys are awesome. They're, you know, they're writing these like, Mr. Holland opuses on the board. <laughs> because every other band was either like ska or punk. There was mm -hmm. this 
homogeny uh, going on. But there was a lot of great bands, but it was hard to find the Avenged Sevenfold on the on on a tour like that. So, um, yeah. So after after discovering them, I I became a fan and would watch them regularly. And then, um, obviously, when Jimmy, their original drummer, died, I I was just devastated. Um, and then, you know, they went through a couple drummers after him and. Uh, then yeah, then they called me and luckily, luckily it worked out. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And, um, and I'm glad that you mentioned that too, you know, recognizing um, Jimmy and him passing away. And yeah. I think when that happened, it was a question like who can take this seat, you know, because it, it was, it is a, such a really kind of specific kind of music. Like you just mentioned, it's like, yeah. metal but it's it's in a way it's set up like it's orchestrated you know so very much um, yeah. i mean it's metal but then it's not you know mm -hmm. it's, it's it's in the metal category but you know the guys in my band love hip-hop they love daniel mm -hmm. they love um you know classical music and you know a lot of the a lot of the guitar parts are 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 very much inspired by uh, classical composers. So I mean, they it's you know to be in a band where the breadth of knowledge and musical influences um, yeah. it's hard not to um, be excited about that. So I was yeah I was honored when I got the call to uh, to work with them um, and. To be a band member because i i wasn't sure when they called me if they were just looking for a hired gun mm -hmm. um, but uh they yeah luckily they were looking for someone to to fill the spot and and to be you know a full-fledged member uh, absolutely so yeah i mean but to go back to jimmy i mean all all the guys went to high school together so all original members they started started the band in high school and Jimmy was very much, you know, an integral part of the songwriting and um, the style that became mm -hmm. sevenfold. So um, yeah, it was just heartbreaking, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think there was, you know, for a while there a question like, how does, it, how does this go on? How does, how, you know, how does the, the band continue? But so yeah. glad to see you playing with you know with them as part of the band and it's just it's so great um you. No, and, you know oh. along with that you're doing so many other things and like you mentioned playing guitar um which is always great um one of you <laughs> there you go um a couple of departures from the music thing first of all you mentioned the apparel so when you were talking about your masterclass, you mentioned on your apparel website, and I see you're wearing the shirt. Um, tell us a little bit, is is the name of the apparel company, is it 1234 Clothing? Yeah, it's 1234 okay. Clothing. <clears throat> so not only do we have clothing, but um, my signature drumsticks from Innovative Percussion, um, I sell on my site, uh, Innovative, Percussion also released a new signature beater. It's um, all wooden beater that I that I use um, that I solely use now. Uh, so both those products are on my site, and three or four different T-shirt designs, hats, uh, and then also my masterclass. You can you can purchase there. Um, and then I'm also going to be doing a collaboration with DW on a signature snare sometime sometime this year so that sounds amazing that's in the process as we speak so we're we're doing prototypes right now and um hopefully by the end of the year we'll we'll get that up and running that is so exciting i i'm i'm looking forward to seeing that i can't wait i won't ask too many specifics about it because you know it's probably uh it's, under wraps at the moment yeah we're i mean it's we're definitely in the nascent stages of designing it, but um, yeah, I think we have a good blueprint so far. That's really exciting. Yeah. That's amazing. So. Um, and one, another thing that you're doing right now that I didn't know anything about until recently, oh, so boy. please forgive me on that, but 
Okay. Um, comedy comes. <laughs> I can't even explain how funny. It's so funny. Oh, thank you. Now, Please you talk about funny? this. Do you think it's funny because we know each other, or do you, <laughs> do you think it's funny? Like, would you find it funny if you didn't know me? Because a lot of my friends pose that question, and I don't know. Because um, I played it for people that know me. So it's, you know, I it's think... hard to say if the general public would pick up on, you know, because some of it gets kind of dark. But, um, uh, <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So I know you. Circle, Right. Together because we we get each other's sense of humor. Yeah. So you have you have this amazing, like kind of sarcastic and sometimes kind of dry and deadpan sense of humor, which I really love and enjoy and and relate to really well. Um, but so yes, maybe I find it even more funny because I know you and I can like every expression on your face just cracks me up. <laughs> but <laughs> But I think that it's just funny in general. I think yeah. it's, I think it's really funny. And um, Catherine Kendall is that is that right, yeah. Catherine Kendall? Kendall. She's so amazing. Yeah, like, she's she's a genuine actor. Like she's a she's a professional actor. Mm -hmm. She was in the movie Swingers and mm -hmm. on I think Broadway. So um, when I did the Seth Meyers show, I was the special guest drummer drummer for a week. And uh, Sid, who's the house bass player in the band, mm -hmm. uh, is a comedy writer. So we started talking, and at that time, I was I was finishing up the script at Comedy Comes, and I said, "Do you know any uh, actors? I'm trying to find a female to play a part." And he said, "Oh, you should call my sister who lives in L.A." And so that's how it started. And then um, oh, cool. she, she was the only. Uh, she was the only one that I uh, that I auditioned, and it worked out. Luckily, she's so perfect. So for 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 everyone listening, comedy comes is on YouTube. You have to check it out. I'll link it in the YouTube description um, on this video. But if you're listening on a podcast podcast platform, check it out on YouTube because it's, it it's is. On, it's on my my page. I think it's just Brooks Wackerman, so you, you can find it there. Perfect, but. Yeah. Can you can you just describe a little bit of the premise of the story because it's it's just uh, it's yeah. just so funny. Yeah, I'll let you I'll let you talk about it. it it's okay. So I'm I'm um, I play a kind of a washed up actor who had a good run but never really landed the uh, the role that he wanted. So I end up teaching, um, I open up a studio and I decide to start teaching my, my methodical ways of my interpretation of acting. Um, so I, it's, it's, it's a, I pretty much document, um, that, and I only have like two people in my class, only mm -hmm. two people signed up. So it's this guy named Joey B and um, uh, uh, Lindy are the names. Mm -hmm. So I I just teach them these ridiculous ways on how to act, and you can tell I really don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But that's where hopefully the funny comes in for the for, for the uh, viewer. Um, so. I cover everything from, you know, using different inflections in your voice to how to gesture and um, all these pretty outlandish concepts that I don't think any acting coach has ever um, broached before. <laughs> so um, I take you on a ride of uh, Ray the Riot Reynolds is my character and uh it's it's about thirty minutes worth of um, insanity at times, but then also some tasteful moments and some touching moments. Uh, so yeah, it's called Comedy Comes, and uh, that's pretty much the premise. I I was you know raised watching 
Saturday Night Live and um, I love, you know, all of like Wes Anderson films and P.T. Anderson. Um, gosh, I've been, whoever I name seems to have the same last name. I said Smith <laughs> twice and then I just said Anderson twice. So whoever I'm influenced by, they're like bookends with the same last name. Um, but I have a few more scripts that I'm working on. So hopefully there'll be some uh, some more in the near future. Um, but that was yeah. my next question for you: is what else you're writing? Because I, I, I I'm a yeah, big fan. I've got some concepts up my sleeve. So I I was considering doing a sequel or another series to Comedy Comes, but I think I want to start um, an entirely new series or new concept. Mm -hmm. I think I think Ray has ran its course, but <laughs> if, if there's enough demand for Ray, then he may come back. You but, might, you know, this podcast might, it might, it might get you a whole new audience. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll start checking the YouTube comments and see where we could take this. Right. Right. Um, it did. It's funny that you mentioned Saturday Night Live because that did cross my mind. It felt like a long form, like Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Um, sketch like so such that humor and um and maybe you know that's why I relate to it so much because I also grew up watching Saturday Night Live and um I think of life in terms of of skits all the time like uh, yeah. something will happen and I'll think to myself oh, that would make a really good skit on Saturday Night Live like if, if you just take a flight somewhere you can write a script because right? there's, there's just, you know, everything from the Uber ride to checking in, mm -hmm. to walking to the gate, just being observational with with humanity. Mm -hmm. It's comedy. Right. So, well, it kind of writes itself. Life, it life itself. writes it. Yeah. Right. But now yeah. I know, you know, because I always think like that would make a really great sketch. Like, yeah. Yeah. who should I tell that to? I have to tell somebody. Now I'm going to tell you, Brooks. I'm going to come to you and I'll be like, Brooks, I've got an idea for you. Um, but I, I just come to life. Or I'll so try good. Yeah. So, and, and I really, I had no idea that you could act like that. Like it was so, you were so good. And I was Thank thinking you. like, you've got another career in there, you know, in all your spare time. I, I definitely need to take some acting lessons is what I learned from this project. But um, I, I did it and I think it was a good, I think I think it's a good start to some more material in the in the not so distant future. I so, love it. Yeah, but I I loved the process. I loved um, so Joey B is my bro brother in law, and um, we um, we rehearsed for about a year. Really, he was so good too. Just his personality, his first, like of the character was, coming through. It was his first time acting, so like you know. Um, it was great to be around people that, you know, could deliver. And it just made me, I think, perform better as an actor, um, being around people like that. The same with music too, mm -hmm. you know, musicians that you, that inspire you. So it, it definitely helps to have the right team there, you know, especially when you're funding it yourself and you're doing it yourself, mm -hmm. like, you know, it takes a lot and it's exhausting, but um, yeah, it was, it was a big check off the list. Something that I want to do that I was able to accomplish. I love it. I'm so glad that you kind of like went outside of your comfort zone a little bit and did something like that because. Yeah. Um, I mean, so going out, you know, going out outside the box there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I think you should continue. I really do. I, watching that. I'm just like, he needs to do more of this. And like I said, just your your facial expressions are so great. And I and I don't know if it's because I know you or not, but it was, you know, just the way that that you know, I can see your face and and I, I can tell that you're having fun too while you're doing I it. I was so. having fun, yeah. yeah. I um, I think I'm gonna post and if I end up not doing it, I'll I'll send it to you personally, but I have rehearsal tapes. <laughs> yes, um, please. I, I have I have the film on, on my phone of uh and 
I mean, some of these are better than the film. Yes. <laughs> because you're relaxed, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. it's like rehearsal with your band, you know? Absolutely. Better. Uh, so yeah, I think I might compile something of the rehearsals and release that so people can also get a different perspective of like what was happening or, or to see how it evolved within a year. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, yeah, you might be, uh, you might be interested in the, uh, the re rehearsal tapes. So. I would love that. I would love it. I just, I, I like that people are getting to see this, this side of you too, and see, you know, you know, cause drummers don't often get featured. Like your personality doesn't often get featured mm -hmm. sitting behind the kit, being in the back, being in the dark a lot yeah. of the time. Um, but so I was excited to see your personality feature. Thank in that you. Way. So Thank you. Um, yeah, for sure. I, I love that you checked it out. So that, that means a lot. Oh, for sure. Yes. And like I said, I'm going to link it. I'm going to link it in the YouTube bio. So everyone yes, can check it out. For Thank sure. You. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and back to music for a minute too. I just, I'm curious if there's anything that you're listening to now that you're finding interesting or are you hearing any new music? Um, what, what are you listening to nowadays? Mm. I am listening to, um, <clears throat> well, I got my phone right here and I, I have playlists. Oh, but nice. I get asked this pretty often and I always draw a blank. I do the same thing when someone Last, asks me that question. I just went to the coffee, coffee bean. I know you don't <laughs> have those back east. We do not. No, we don't. We have Dunkin' Donuts back here. Pretty good coffee. Um, <clears throat> Okay, so the last artist I was listening to was someone by the name of Adele. Very nice. Heard of her, but she is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I'm listening to a lot of Angels and Airwaves because I'm, I'm working with them in October. I'm doing, I'm actually coming to Boston. Um, okay. Uh, Elon, who works with Nine Inch Nails, mm -hmm do some legs so i'm i'm doing um i think a couple weeks with them so i'm i'm learning their set list so listening to a lot of angels and airwaves that's uh, awesome but i have this uh playlist let me let me just get this out okay who i'm listening to is the pixies um, Morrissey, Dolly Parton, <laughs> Lady Gaga, uh, Errol, Errol Smith, uh, Radiohead. Um, wow. Gr uh, Fraley, who does a great version of Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Mm -hmm. uh, the Beatles, um, Sia, uh, Smashing Pumpkins, ZZ Top. Zeppelin, Misfits, Weezer, and Tony Williams. Wow. So, I love that. That's like the most perfect Brooks Wackerman playlist. And I'm so glad I, you just read that off for us because it's like, it's perfect. Like it fits <laughs> everything. Like, I, the whole like genre diverse subject, you know, yeah, I yeah. love it. And that's. I, I'm trying to think of new bands. Um, they're not that new, but uh, you know, Volpec. Mm-hmm. I love Volpec. I just so don't know why I I haven't discovered that band. Mm -hmm. I start, I've been listening to them for the, this past year, and they're they're, they're brilliant. Oh yeah, man! Amazing. And I love the videos too. They have yeah, um, yeah. And Nate plays and with Nate. Them. yeah, uh, and he's my favorite. Uh, I Can love never that. go wrong with a Smith, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna break the the Smith. Um, uh, pattern here. Uh, Antonio Sanchez, I love. He's he's probably my favorite drummer. Um, so a lot, I follow him on Instagram and he always has some great patterns and so his, good. his band is awesome. Um, uh, there's another band called um, uh, Houndmouth. That's really good. Okay. Yeah, they're yep. just great singers, songwriters. Um, and the, and the new Gojira record, I really like. Oh, okay. I haven't heard that yet. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, Mario's 
amazing drummer as you probably yes know. oh my gosh yes yeah you should so have him on. i should have him on i know i know i and i i'm like i'm so excited about this podcast and i just like i can't get everyone on fast enough it's but it's yeah. been it's been so much fun i have That's a great. i'm so happy you're doing this yeah Thank you so much. And I know you already talked a little bit about what's coming up. You just said that you um, will be touring with Angels and Airwaves, right, in the fall on some dates. Yeah. Um, and that you finished your parts for um, a new album. Yep. Which is uh, to be uh, determined as far as release date. So, yeah, as soon as um, we get it mixed, then. Mm -hmm. Start hitting the road again. Um, I'm also working with uh, Devin Townsend next month, who's uh, an amazing musician and uh, has been a, a dear friend of mine for probably the last 25 years. So we've been talking about working together, and we're I'm finally going to be playing on his new record uh, next month. So that's amazing. Yeah, I Very love authentic. it. Like he he'll have a metal song and then. Another song that sounds like Ween, and then another song that sounds like The Killers. So, I mean, it's all over the map. So, after uh, revealing my playlist, I think that might be the best next record for me. That's <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Absolutely, it's so it's so good, and it and it shows your versatility too. You know, you can go from one genre to the next with without, well, I know this is the, no pun intended, but without missing a beat, like you're, you know, you just, you flow from one thing to another and you do it so well. And um, like Thank I said, those, the, yeah, those clips I saw of the masterclass, I need to check that out. And, um, and I can tell like, just from those clips that I saw, it's just, it's perfect. And so I think if anyone else wants to kind of tap into where you come from, that would be a good way to do it. Yeah. And you know, by studying jazz and, uh, you know, reggae metal, you know, you can incorporate these other styles, even if you're not playing these styles into um, whatever band you're wor working with. And mm -hmm. I think that's what differentiates some of my favorite drummers from other guys is, is just the education that they had and how open they were to, um, to uh, digesting all these different styles. So I, I hope that comes through in, in my playing um, because I, I'm still constantly learning and trying to figure out, you know, what can I do um, different or, or different approaches or sonic, sonic differences. So mm -hmm. just trying to, trying to be Steve Jobs over here. <laughs> I think that's been kind of a common theme in these conversations that I've been having is the, you know, constantly learning and exploring and, you know, always finding ways to improve. And um, yeah, I love and, that. Yeah, even stepping away from the instrument and, you know, learning guitar or learning a, a another instrument, violin, you mm -hmm. know, my sons were picking up the violin and they got really good at doing it. And, um, you know, I think whatever instrument they decide to play permanently, all these other instruments will, you know, influence the current instrument that they're playing. So, yeah, I think it's important to, uh, you know, not always play drums eight hours a day and, and go for a hike, you know? Right, right. And then also you kind of like come back to your instrument with new inspiration, exactly. new perspective, new creativity. You yeah, know. Because, you know, I've always been fearful of, stepping away from the instrument for too long okay how will this affect me by not being on my practice regimen mm -hmm. it, it doesn't it, it actually can be um an advantage to you know take a week off and you know smell the roses and you know go get some good mexican food and come back and hopefully you won't play too heavy <laughs> <laughs> i well, love that yeah. and and you it's just good to you know, experience life and, and, and come back with fresh ears and eyes. Absolutely. Yes. Take, take, take things from your environment, bring it back to the music. Um, I was just talking about travel and how that influences 
music and creativity and just seeing yeah. the world from a different perspective, seeing different places, meeting new people. Um, thankfully, now that things are opening up again and hopefully travel will will uh, become a thing again and we can all get some of that in our lives. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, um, it's just great to, you know, go on social media and see all these shows happening right now. Mm -hmm. um, I know the Foo Fighters just played the first show in New York at MSG mm -hmm. and seeing footage from, from that was just like, okay, okay. We're kind of getting back on track now. So yeah, it's absolutely. It, and I, I mean, I, I feel emotional about that. Like when I see that and I see people together, yeah. you know, it, yeah. it's just, man, for so long, it felt like, when is this ever going to happen? When is this, you know, when is this going to end? When, when are we going to get back to living and doing what we all love and right. so happy that it is happening. And I'm so excited that you're coming to Boston and yeah. Awesome. So, um, yeah. I think we're playing the house of blues out there. So you will be, you will be on my guest list. If you show up as another. <laughs> I will be there. I will absolutely be there for sure. Reminder text, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much, Brooks. I really, oh, really appreciate this. Yeah. And just for me personally, it was great to have a chance to catch up with you and see your face and hear what, what you've been up to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's do it again. I'm sure we have a few more parts in us. For sure. Yes. Um, and for anyone listening, check out Comedy Comes, check out 1234 Clothing and Brooks's Masterclass and all of that. We'll put lots of links in the description and um, I will see you in just a few months. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks. A million. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in today. Join us each Tuesday for new episodes of Sarah Hagen Backstage.